coming up on the Biz Women Rock podcast. But if you aren't coming onto the scene in any platform with a monetized mindset, if you're not saying to yourself, I want people to interact with me in a transactional way, and frankly, if you're not acting like a business, you're never going to get paid like one. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. This is your home for incredible resources, information, topics, stories, all sorts of stuff to help you, the savvy businesswoman, make some major moves and make some major waves in her business. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I could not be more excited that you're here joining me today. So before we get into our main show, which is amazing... Uh, I want to share this little story with you and um, kind of kind of throw down a little challenge for you. It's nothing official, but I want to throw this out there. I'm going to tell you something that I've been doing. I want to give you the challenge to go do it for seven days, and I want to hear from you, okay? So I challenged myself with starting a gratitude journal every single day, and this is sort of a part of a larger uh, kind of habitualizing a lot of stuff for my daily life right now. But it's just one portion that I wanted to share with you because it's made such an impact. So every single morning, it it doesn't happen immediately when I wake up. It usually happens sort of maybe an hour or two after I've woken up and I've spent my time with my daughter. I take her to daycare or she's down for her first nap. And then I it's like the first, you know, 15 minutes of the day that I get to just be quiet. The, during those 15 minutes or so, what I've been doing is I've been taking this little journal, like a handheld journal. And I just write at least three things that I'm grateful for. And I literally put the date up on top and I say, today I'm grateful for, you know, one, two, three. Usually, of course, I end up with a lot more, but at least three things. One of them has to be super simple. Like one of them has to be, I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, hugging my daughter this morning or, or um, the cool weather outside and the breeze on my cheek or something like that, right? And then... I immediately say, today I'm committed to. And usually what ends up going on in there are things like, I'm committed to sticking to my schedule today. I'm committed to being really amazingly loving to my husband, even if I might not feel like I want to on that particular day. (laughs) Um, Or I commit to... Um, you know, sticking with my exercise program because I know it'll make me feel good, whatever that is, like one or two things that I'm committed to. And then what I do is I spend probably about 10 minutes meditating. And I, if you're not a meditator, I don't want you to be scared off by that. But basically, I started with like seven minutes. I just put seven minutes on my clock and I just was quiet, okay? So even if you are not a meditator, it literally is just put seven minutes on your clock and just sit still, close your eyes and sit still. And um, I have worked up to doing this for 10 minutes now. And that, I've been doing that process every day for two weeks now. And here is what it has done. I know you, I'm, I'm sure this is not a new concept for you. I'm sure this is like you've probably done it for a little while and then stopped, done it for a little while and then stopped or what have you, or you've had all the best of intentions to do it, but you just forget So I'm throwing down the gauntlet to tell you, let's challenge ourselves. Let's bring on the challenge. Do this for seven days because here's what this has done for me, which I've been really actually baffled by, 
it has allowed me to stay in a place of positivity a lot more than I normally would. And I say that, for example, with some, let's say, some down moments of the week, whether it was like a little riff that my husband and I got into, or I was just tired and moody, or something didn't go the way I wanted it to in my business. And and it wasn't me saying, oh, it's because of the gratitude journal this is happening in this moment. But it was just like I noticed looking back, I was like, oh, I didn't stay in those down moments nearly as long. Um, or nearly, I didn't really allow myself to go as deep or negative as I normally do. So um, it really allowed me just the past two weeks to really stay. Basically, more of my moments were positive than normal, which is pretty, which is pretty good. I'm a pretty positive person, but you know, girl, I got some down moments. So that was one major thing. And the second, oh my gosh, I, this is like the major, major epiphany. So I'm not new to meditation. I love meditating, but just like you probably, I'm like, I'm too busy to meditate. I'm too busy. Yeah, I try and then I'm too busy, right? So by by saying, oh, I just have this seven, seven minutes. I'm going to start with seven minutes of just being quiet meditating. And all I do is try and focus on my breath and try and not focus on anything else, right? Try not to think about the 80,000 things that are going on in my mind. And I'm very far from perfect at it. But here's what's ended up happening during those seven seven minutes or so, like seven to 10 minutes now, is I will end up sort of clearing this space for me to zone in and really tune in to the universe, God, you know, source energy, whatever you want to call it. It has allowed me to sort of shut my mouth and turn off my thoughts for a little while and actually listen. And I'm conscious of that. Like I'm super conscious of like, okay, it's my turn to listen. I'm just gonna, I'm doing my best to let these thoughts roll through me and be quiet. And I'm just here to listen, right? And and yes, I will put intention out there. I will absolutely do that. But like what's happened is during this time, like some of these amazing ideas come to me. And my process now is because in the moment, I don't want to do anything. So immediately afterwards, I just send myself an email, quick email, so I can remember what they are, right? And oh my gosh, these ideas are just brilliant. I'm like, where in the world did that idea come from? Now, I've implemented just a few of them. But um, the point is, is that can you imagine if seven minutes is producing just these amazing ideas? Like if I actually, and that's seven minutes of a lot of noise in my head, by the way. Um, just the practice of this allows me, and it's it's sort of telling this universal energy that I'm ready to listen and I'm here and Oh my gosh, it's just been amazing. So I wanted to tell you because actionably speaking and practically speaking for as it pertains to your business, this is something that I challenge you to do for seven days and see how it actually impacts your your everyday business life. Um, because I have a feeling it's going to do something very similar where you're like starting to download, it becomes a space to download all these amazing ideas for your business and creative ideas that you never would have had otherwise. And also really being zoned in on all the great things going on for you right now instead of focusing on all those things that are, you know, hiccuping and not working out because Lord knows we get plenty of those. So anyway, that's my challenge to you. It has been amazing and really eye-opening for me to go through this process. And I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. So do that challenge and then I want to hear about it. So shoot me an email, katie at bizwomenrock.com. Let me know how it goes. Uh, I would love to hear. You ready for the show? Let's go.
First up, we have Biz Women on the Move. Our Biz Women on the Move segment is here so you can hear about the incredible successes, wins, and lessons of your fellow Biz Women Rock community members because they kind of rock. Hey, Katie, Stacey Social here from StaceySocial.com, and I'm just answering your asking a question from um, your Facebook community. So I've been an entrepreneur for over 14 years now, and I could give you uh, quite a few mistakes. However, the biggest one that comes to mind for me was when I first reached a level of success with my first business. Things were going so well that I wanted to kind of duplicate that and decided to scale it and open a second location. And unfortunately, there were so many struggles with that decision. Uh, the biggest lessons I learned was you need systems. You, you have to have systems. They're the backbone of your business. And, and if you don't have them in place, when something like this happens, you're going to be in trouble. Unfortunately, because we had so many systems in place and an amazing team that we, when we finally opened our doors, we really were profiting very quickly within the first year. And another thing was a line of credit is really a must-have for all businesses. And the best time to get a line of credit is when you don't actually need one. You know, everyone wants to go to the bank when they need money. And unfortunately, the banks aren't always willing to lend that in that kind of situation. So if you Go when you don't need it and your books look great. That's just when they're more likely to help you in that situation. So hopefully that was what you were looking for. Thank you for all you do, Katie. I really enjoy everything that you're putting out there. My guest today is Nicole Walters. She's an income strategist and monetization coach, and I guarantee that you will have energy for days after you listen to this interview. So you might know Nicole because she established herself growing a very, very big audience on Periscope and has since really leveraged live streaming to build not only her audience, but to have that translate into direct revenue for her business. She has built a seven-figure business in 11 months. And during this interview, we go pretty in-depth into how to leverage live stream in order to build an audience, how to then translate that audience into real dollars for your business, i.e. create products and services that they actually want and buy, and how to connect with your audience personally by doing events. And then lastly, we talk about how to actually manifest things that you want. She's got a great practical strategy for how to do that. So get ready because this interview with Nicole is absolutely fantastic. She's so full of energy and so full of practical ways to grow your business. Let's go. What's going on, Nicole? Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Oh my God. So um, I can't believe how many takes it's taken to actually get a hello. How are you doing? <laughs> That's mom life. Plus, like we're sitting here cracking up. You know, I mean, we've got business stuff to cover, but I'm just so excited to be here. It's fun. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. I got to admit when I um, when I first got the introduction to you and said, got, you have got to have this girl on, you know, I was researching you around and I was like, oh my gosh, A, this girl knows her stuff, but B, you're so real. And that is something that I, 
I take a lot of pride in that this entire platform, Biz Women Rock as a community, and myself as the leader of Biz Women Rock is very authentic, very real. You're sitting here, and we happen to be on video right now, although no one listening can see us, but I'm like three days out of surgery with like a bandage on my neck. We have <sighs> babies, and our yes. kids are in the other room, so it's oh just real. Oh my gosh, hot mess. But you know what? That's that's how we serve our communities. It yeah. doesn't help if we paint this perfect picture of being flawless and never learning from our mistakes and not making mistakes like yeah right in real life I forget to pick up my kid at camp and I don't feel bad about it I need to go 30 minutes you know and in real life you completely blank when I say hey what's up welcome to the show and you're like wait I'm sorry where am I (laughs) wait are we starting again wait a second did I pack our yogurt does it need to be refrigerated I mean that's real life oh my god so if you can't already tell just by having a half of a taste of Nicole so far she is incredibly energetic very real very, very savvy. And that's what I want to introduce you to today. Um, so in order to give like probably the most succinct introduction for Nicole, it literally is that she, as it relates to business, that she has built a seven figure business in 11 months it, in and of itself makes your jaw drop. And the only thing that you can muster is how. And while that how deserves a multiple series of just deep dive into Nicole, which we don't have the opportunity to have. Um, we are going to attempt as best as we can to really deep dive into one of those core components that I think is very unique about you, which is your ability to really leverage live stream videos. Before we get into that, um, I want I w- was wondering if you could give just a very brief overview of how you actually went from having no business to having a seven-figure business within 11 months. Sure. No, of course. So when you say it like that, it sounds just insane. It's like, what? In a year? This is nuts. But it all started back when I was in corporate America. I worked for 10 years in corporate America in business development and product development. So this really is my wheelhouse. This is something that I was doing with corporations, getting paid six figures. I was a senior executive and I was monetizing them and they're multi-billion dollar corporations. So to be able to do a fragment of that for myself, not as hard, (laughs) you know, a lot easier. So Um, I kind of look at it as saying, you know, I was always a millionaire. I was always making million dollar income. I just wasn't getting paid all of it. You know, my company (laughs) just weren't doing it for yourself, (laughs) right? Doing it for myself. I'm finally getting everything that I actually deserve for the effort that I'm putting out. There you go. There you go. Gotcha. So you really took a lot of that knowledge and just like leveraged it to actually make it work for yourself. And one of the things that you did is you really started building your audience on Periscope. That's really where you kind of had your foothold in. Can you talk a little bit about how you built that audience and how you built that audience? so quickly. Sure, absolutely. So one of the first things I can say is honestly, um, Periscope is a platform that's geared towards making people connect with you. So in terms of building an audience, it's not that hard to do because when you get out there, if you're offering high value, strong content, and you can be a little bit fun while you do it, people are going to want to watch with you and they're going to want to connect with you. So I got on Periscope as I'd like to say an early adopter, but I don't want that to dissuade anyone from live streaming because it really isn't about when you get on so much as how you get on. And as soon as I got on, the very first tip that I'd recommend and the very first thing I did was I started educating. I started giving people a reason to show up every day. You know, when I got on there, I said, hey, guys, today we're going to talk about the three things that you want to know in entrepreneurship to build your business. Today, we're going to talk about the four things that you've been missing from corporate America that are lessons you can take into building your own business. 
business. And as I was sharing these tips, people were like, wow, this is high value and I want to come back because I'm applying these tools and I'm seeing results. So in live streaming, it's just about what you're bringing to the table. Okay, so I got to ask, were you making this stuff up like as you were going along or did you have, (laughs) because I'm going to, I mean, the reason I'm asking is because, you know, you and I were talking before about who's listening to this show and the majority of the women listening to the show are savvy. They are already steps and steps into their business um, and they're just looking on about how to do it better so that when they're showing up to a brand new platform like Periscope or stepping into live streaming for the first time, how did you know kind of what to start giving and how to start packaging that? And I'm using that term very loosely, meaning when you're doing a video and you're saying, here, here's the top three things to do, whatever. I mean, were you literally just kind of pulling from like, you know what, I kind of know this and let me just, let me just like create this video and see kind of how it goes. Sure, sure. So that's a great question. So I think that one of the things that a lot of us forget is because we've been in the game for so long, like 10 years in, you know, corporate business development, like I could tell you endless things, but you don't start a story from the last page. You start from page one. So recognize that with all of your knowledge, the audience that's watching you, they're looking for introductory. Start at step one. So that's the first thing that I did. I said, you know what? What are the things that as someone who consults on a regular basis with corporations, I sit down at the table with people who have no idea. I mean, these are huge executives, but they don't know a single thing about the offering that I'm bringing from my company. So what experience would I walk them through? And that's what I keep in mind. So just is a quick example. You're an amazing podcaster, right? You've got this, you are, you've got a fantastic logo that just exemplifies how I feel every day, capably. I I mean, it is, it is clear that you've established this and a brand that really does help people and that people tune into every single day, right? So you've got this great podcast. Well, if I came to you and I said, okay, well, I really want to start a podcast. You're not going to say, oh, well, what you need is to know exactly what you're going to talk about on episode 277. Right, 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 right. You start and say, okay, well, what do you do well? What's your topic? You know, what do you want to offer to people? And that's just a very base level. And you're going to walk people through that process. And so as you listen to them, people give you feedback. So it's a combination of listening and also respecting the fact that your audience is starting from square one. Love it. And and I do have to say this is that even if you identify that your audience is savvy, just like these women, it's it's they're starting it with square one with you. Absolutely. So, people don't always know. Right. You know. They don't know what they don't know, right? Isn't right. that what people always yeah. say? So, yeah. Yep. yeah, that's great advice. Okay, so you just basically kept giving this great information. People kept coming back. Um, how did you start taking that and turning that into something, like something real instead of, oh, yay, I just have, you know, 20,000 followers or 60,000 followers on Periscope? Like, how did you actually start turning that into something real? Sure, absolutely. So um, one of the big things that I just never did, it's kind of one of the standard behaviors that I think a lot of people have in this space is I just need to get followers. They're so focused on lead generation and getting the numbers and, you know, what's called vanity metrics, how many likes, how many comments, you know, all of those things do have value. They reflect your engagement that people actually show up. But if you aren't coming onto the scene in any platform with a monetized mindset, if you're not saying to yourself, I want people to interact with me in a transactional way. And frankly, if you're not acting like a business, you're never going to get paid like one, you know? So the first thing I did, the first thing that happened when I showed up was I said, you know, I'm going to be teaching people and I want them to be prepared to pay me, frankly, (laughs) because my time is valuable and the information I'm bringing is valuable. So in this service, I want to continue to live in my purpose. And if I'm going to do that, I've got to get paid. So 
prior to coming onto Periscope, I'd, I was already testing systems. I was already working to figure out how can I bring sustain like knowledge to people in a sustainable way that'll continue to get me paid. I was playing with info products. I was setting up a consulting platform. I was working with affiliate marketing. I was offering, um, you know, one-on-one small group corporate clients, you know, sort of outside of the work scenario. So I was playing with a lot of different income streams. And then once I got on Periscope, it was easy to direct my followers to a place to engage with me in a transactional and financial way. Okay, be specific on what exactly that means. So that means is if they were if they were saying to me, "Gosh, Nicole, I would love to learn more about how you set up your consulting business." I would say, "Hey, that's perfect. I've got a video on that." Or, "Hey, Nicole, what's an easy way that I can monetize my blog and my website?" And my my absolute favorite is Amazon, uh, just as an affiliate marketing. So I tell people, "Like, gosh, you can integrate these links into your website, and it's clickable. You don't have to worry about brand sponsorship, and it's a lot of little coins from a lot of different places." which adds up to big bucks. And as I'm talking about this, people are like, oh my gosh, it's so easy to do. Can you walk me through the experience? And frankly, live streaming is not the best place to do a tutorial. So I send people to a separate website where I have info products that are ready for people to purchase. So can you give an example of what kind of introductory, like how did you figure out the structure for payment for that? Meaning I'm making the assumption that these are paid tutorials that people are, are going to, right? So they're going from like, I'm free. I'm get I'm, I'm paying nothing to be able to get some great information from you on Periscope. And now you're directing me to somewhere where I'm going to pay. Where did you start with price point with that? Sure. That's a great question. So I think that people think that price points are arbitrary and they're not. Um, with me, I kind of feel like the, the whole freemium world, it still works. You know, it's just there's something to be said for people making that initial investment in themselves, however small, that makes them actually do the work and get results. And ultimately, isn't that the intent of a freemium anyways, to get people to actually engage with the material so they can see your value and come back to it? So right. on Periscope, my freemium, if you will, was actually twelve ninety nine. Super inexpensive investment. If you were enjoying what I was doing every single day, you got this high packed, you know, high value packed, informative Amazon webinar for $12.99. So the price point of that item is about 50% of the price point of the remainder of my items. And the reason why is because I wanted people to be geared towards buying this item first because I wanted them to purchase it. Because if you purchase this intro item, you get a great sense of what I have to offer. The steps are easy to implement. And then they can ultimately say, wow, I love that so much that $24.99 and $39.99 and eventually $5.97 for a full-fledged course, I can see myself paying that because for $12.99, I got just all this. I can only imagine what's in a $600 course with Nicole. So in in setting up my price point in that way, it just geared people to actually purchase. Love, love that. Can you just give us a brief behind the scenes view of what you use to organize? Like what tools are you using behind the scenes? What system do you use behind the scenes to actually build all this stuff out and deliver it so that people just know what you're using? Sure, sure, absolutely. So um, there are a lot of great platforms on my website is based on WordPress. It's a WordPress.org site. um, And the reason why is because it's flexible. I can get on there and build whatever I want. Um, I have a Shopify store that is that is for like my branded items and other income stream. I have t-shirts and my shirt is in Shopify are built through Printful, meaning that I don't have to actually worry about printing them and creating them and all that good stuff. I just go ahead and get my design uploaded. Uh, I got my graphic designs from Fiverr, F-I-V-R-R. So they cost me $5. So I mean, I turn a profit of, you know, between 70 and 80% on my printful shirts, you know, every time I sell one. So there's that. And then, um, 
then I also have WooCommerce as my delivery system on my website in order to send my info products out. So everything is housed in one place so that people can get on there and interact with me. Very, very nice. Awesome. Okay, thank you for explaining that. So now let's talk a little bit about how you have continued to grow. So one of the things that I noticed is, obviously, in addition to sort of these um, continual steps up in products and services that you offer. One of the things I just recently saw is that you're doing a tour. You're doing workshop <laughs> yes. tour. tour. <laughs> right. Now right. I just spoke about, so we did the biz women rock summer tour and it was very, it was very like informal. It was not like a formal workshop. It was just like kind of like meetups in all the different cities that I was going to this past summer. I had a great experience. Um, which is great. And so I'm a big believer that especially when you are an online person interacting within an online community and with people who are interacting with you online, it is very important to meet with them offline. Can you talk a little bit about your summer tour? Because I know we actually have some coming up and I think you have one coming to Tampa. I, you know, and I'm obsessed with Tampa. Can I just Yay! say that without thinking? Wright's Deli is my spot. Like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I uh, by love the way, it. as a little carrot, um, they are right around the street from my house. So perhaps I need to take you there for a it's nice little uh, cake. happening. It's yes. already done. <laughs> Guys, I feel bad for everyone who's listening and doesn't know about Wright's Deli. It's everything. So <laughs> It is very good. Talk but, about why you decided to do the tour, what you're doing for it, and what what you hope to accomplish as far as the next phase of your business goals. Sure, absolutely. So the tour is, like you said, it's important to connect with people in person. And as someone who in corporate America, sure, you deal with a lot of people virtually. My clients span, uh, span the entire Southeast United States. So, I mean, sure, I had clients in Tampa at the time. I had clients in Atlanta. But at the end of the day, it was critical that I got in. There's no way you're working with a company the size of PepsiCo without sitting down with them once or twice a year to just go through the books, whether it's to talk about reviewing their success and their progress or to talk and pitch to them, you know, the newest products and the next steps. So it's really important as business owners to have that time. It's wild to me to think that people just are completely disconnected from either working with other people or engaging with mentors without having that face-to-face. Um, it's amazing what you can accomplish in eight hours if you have a side-by-side with someone. So I wish that my boardroom workshops were a little bit more fun. I like to think we keep them lighthearted and we laugh and we definitely have music and a little bit of a dance party, but... You're getting down really, to business. It is work. We yeah. do And I mean, what's fun about them is people can bring whatever it is you need to work on. You know, if it's a situation where you're saying, okay, I am just not killing this Facebook page thing. I am just not slaying, you know, my live stream and I need to work on my sales pitch. We're there to work on and actually bring my team. So my, and my, I can't do anything without my team. So I bring them as well. So, I mean, these are super small, intimate, about 15 people. And we're working for eight hours straight digging into their business. So they're getting access to corporate strategies in a real intimate mastermind mind type situation. Love it. So ladies, um, this, all of the dates for Nicole's um, workshops are going to be on the show notes page for this conversation. Thank so you. make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com and check those out. Cause if you're interested, I would highly recommend that you go. Um, Nicole, one of the things I definitely want to dig into a little bit is your expertise on live stream. I love video and I Me have, <laughs> I have definitely t- kind of tipped my toes. I tried Periscope. I definitely did not soar there, but I have been tipping my toes into Facebook Live, really loving it. I've been using it as just sort of an immediate tool right now to be able to answer the questions of the Biz Women Rock community. I do live Q&A sessions every couple of weeks where I'm just able to really connect with my community and hear what their needs are and what questions that they're asking, which helps me better understand the community, gives them some really great insights as to how they can help their businesses right now. 
How are you using live streaming? And I'm not just talking Periscope, but I'm talking Facebook Live. There is a whole movement towards this live interaction with people via video. So how are you leveraging it right now? And what... What advice would you give to anyone out there right now listening who wants to use it and maybe has sort of tiptoed in it, but really, really wants to leverage it and distinguish themselves in that space? So I think that you are so dead on. Like you couldn't be like more at the front of the pack. It is imperative that if you are not into video, if you're not into live streaming, that you figure out a way to get into it. Um, I actually have a starter course called Slayer Scope, which is at slayerscope.com. And it it really could be called Slayer Stream because it really does cover everything you need to know, like that initial introduction and how to get ready and get your notes together before you actually go online. You know, because I think that a lot of the apprehension and anxiety that people have with video is just because there's a lack of preparation. We just envision sort of hitting start broadcast and then I don't know what to say. You know, and if you do the prep beforehand, when you hit start broadcast, you just go and it's amazing how it flows. And then once people start interacting with you, it's just a conversation. So um, just to like kind of, you know, as as high level tips, that's a great place to start. But when it comes to the value of video, video, first of all, in a just statistical way, is favored by almost every algorithm. Facebook right now is putting video at the top of people's timelines. You're going to get bigger and wider reach and exposure to more audience than ever before. Uh, The same thing applies with Periscope. As you can see, every platform, Periscope, Snapchat, even Instagram expanded their videos from 15 seconds to one minute. And it's because people just like to interact with reality. And a photo just, um, I think they've started tending to be too crafted and too, you know, the perfect flat lay. And, you know, everybody's lasagna looks perfect and flawless. I mean, how'd you melt that (laughs) cheese? You know, how'd you really melt that cheese? You know, it's like, you know, everything just looks so perfect all the time that we just kind of like video because it's real. I can connect with you. I can see what's going on. And above all else, if it's live, I can ask you questions, you know, and I think that you can't beat that. You can't beat that experience. It is the ultimate in a freemium, if you will. So with using video, I just highly recommend everyone jumps right in there. Facebook Live is a great option. Periscope is a great option. And, um, and leverage it to let people know your value that you offer right away. Love it. Love it. Um, what do you see coming around the bend for you? Like what, what are some big things that you're excited about right now in your business that are making you stretch? So I am super excited about all the speaking engagements I've been booking. Like, it's been crazy fun. I've got... Um, yeah, I you just, were just on I, with uh, at Shailene Johnson's event, right? I was. I was. Uh, hello. Um, so that was Marketing <laughs> Impact Academy with Shailene Johnson, and it was awesome. I mean, there were... I was one of the speakers, and I mean, first and foremost, that was just, like, mind-blowing. Like, just the experience to begin with, because just 11 months ago, I was working in the same business space. Like, frankly, my resume is more stacked than some of these business coaches out there just because I've been doing this in corporate America. But to just make the transfer and then also see the response is just like beyond. I mean, I've never felt better aligned with like my purpose. You know, I'm just so grateful to God for it. And it's been cool because I was working with Shalene and um, she's like, girl, you've got it, you know, and I want you on stage. And she's had Brendan Burchard on this stage, Lewis Howes, Pat Flynn, um, Brian Tracy, Michael Hyatt. I mean, It's unbelievable to even think that I would even be in that sort of space in front of 2000 people speaking about, you know, at that, at my speech in particular was about like closing in sale and how to close in video and closing in social media. And, um, and it was just, it was just transformative. So I think that's what I'm really excited about is I, I like getting out there and talking to people and I like helping more people, you know, and there's no better way to do it than live events and live streaming. Love so it's, it. you know, 
just great. <laughs> so I want to conclude this conversation with something that's very practical for everyone listening. One of the things that I've um, I've really recognized about you, whether you've said it directly or whether it's sort of just come out in your conversation, is that you are very big into manifesting through being very specific. Oh, yes. Very much envisioning what you want, getting very specific about what you want, and then experiencing it, letting yourself experience it. Can you walk us through a very practical strategy or sort of process that you have that anyone listening can really take up immediately and start to implement and start to see results for them? Because as you're sitting here talking about, you know, the event that you did with Shailene Johnson, I, I mean, I just am imagining that you... Whether you saw yourself in front of the audience with Shailene Johnson or not, it was very much like you were very specific about what you wanted and that was there. So can you talk a little bit about the process that you take yourself through that anyone listening can walk themselves through? Absolutely. So uh, thank God for Google, because one of the first things that I do when I have an idea or a goal or anything that I know that I want to integrate into my business and, you know, my big overarching goal for 2016 is I want to be able to touch 100,000 lives. That's a lot of people. So I have to find them. And it also means that I have to get out there more. So um, I start off by, you know, getting onto the Internet and saying, okay, what does this look like? When you research and get the information, you can actually get a more well-rounded, more detailed view of of what your dream looks like. And you also get information in that research of the steps that you need to take to get there. And so the two things come together. Manifesting is powerful. It allows you to hold on to your dream, maintain focus, and you don't miss an opportunity when it shows up in front of you. However, manifesting is bunk if you don't throw some action behind it. So when you do the research, it not just helps clarify your dream and visualize it, but it actually makes it come to fruition. Love, love that. So my hope for you listening is that you have you are jumping out of your seat more than likely because Nicole <laughs> is just filled with so much energy um, and that you really hear this and hopefully got an idea that you sparked and it did an immediate connection to something that you are doing or want to create in your business. So I'm encouraging you to take her words literally and really just create them for yourself. Do some research on them, you know, come up with a very d- succinct action plan on how you're going to create it and then put some flipping action juice behind them yes. and make it happen. <laughs> So um, anyway, Nicole, I can't thank you enough for being here again. I feel like we could spend weeks together on this show yes. and really dissect all this great information for some phenomenal entrepreneurs. Um, but thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited to see you in Tampa. Yes, me too. And thank you so much for having me. I love the big biz women rocks community. I mean, they are awesome, enthusiastic, Woo. and it's such a reflection on you and what you offer. So thank you for having me here. That's the show, Biz Women. Woo! Thank you so much for joining me today. So appreciate you taking your time to be here and to access this information. You are awesome. Now, what you did not know is that there's a fun little blooper coming up right now. And I did it just so you can laugh your butt off. It's hilarious. Me and Nicole screwing up royally. Oh, and if you want to find out more about the Biz Women Rock community and get access to a ton of other great resources, education, other great biz women to connect to, go to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in and become part of this awesome community. I'll see you over there. What's up, Miss Nicole? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Can you I'm hear sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Can we take over? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, after wait, all that time, did that not? <laughs> Dude, 
dude. You were cracking me up. I need to put that intro on. <laughs> yes, this is why I can't have nice things. This is why I can't be on cool, fun shows. I had one job to do, Katie. One job. It was a single solitary job. It was to say, hey, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Colossal fail. We haven't even started. <laughs> oh, my God. 